Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's great to have you with us as uh, we talk football. What a wild, wild weekend uh, in both college and the NFL. And we got a doubleheader tonight. Uh, the first game is Philadelphia and Tampa. And then you have the Rams and the Bengals. How's everybody doing today? All right. We got a lot to talk about. You want to talk about what we saw uh, on the uh, college gridiron on Saturday. We can do that. But most of you, I know, want to talk uh, NFL football. And I- I'm not really sure where to start. You know, I, I really don't. There-, there were so many baffling decisions. I guess we can start in Las Vegas because that was the most recent game played. The uh, Raiders and the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. I mean, if I'm Mark Davis, I'm firing Josh McDaniels. I'm firing him. He's not coaching my team anymore. That's incompetency. That's an inept coaching decision by Josh McDaniels. And here's a guy that took a playoff team a year ago, okay, and turned it into a non-playoff team. And now this year, their season is almost over, okay? And that's pathetic. Pathetic. You have fourth and four with 222 left inside the 10-yard line, down eight. And you kick a field goal? I mean, that's unbelievable to me. Uh, just like Brandon Staley. Fourth and one from your only own 24 with less than two minutes left, up by four, and you try to go for it? I mean, it's baffling. You know, it could be worse. You could be a fan of the Denver Broncos. And I told you I didn't think they were going to be very good this year. And Sean Payton gets exactly what he deserves. You're going to call Nathaniel Hackett and his coaching staff. You're going to say that they – they. Uh, had one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history. Well, let me tell you something, Sean. Nobody's coached worse than you and your staff coached yesterday, okay? Maybe in the uh, modern era of pro football, all right? Nathaniel Hackett looks like freaking Vince Lombardi compared to you. I mean, let's just call it the way it is. So you want to talk about karma. You know what? I, I like Sean Payton. I like him a lot. I've interviewed him several times. He follows me on Twitter. I follow him. I mean, you know, again, I like the guy. But, I mean, he gets exactly what he deserves. I, 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 just unbelievable. You give up you give up 70 points. I mean, Tua looks great. Miami looks great. But still, come on. That's a the, – the Broncos and the Bears, good Lord. I mean, if you're a fan of the Jets or the Bears and you got to sit there and watch Zach Wilson and Justin Fields play for your respective teams, good freaking luck. That's embarrassing. I mean, you did you hear the Jets fans yesterday? Oh, my gosh. Zach Wilson was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Brutal. All right, if you want to get in on the program, you know the routine. 
you raise your hand and we will do it. Programming note, tomorrow, 7 o'clock Pacific, I will be on Twitter spaces with Rhino, all right? And we will talk NBA preseason because training camp begins this week. So that is coming up for you tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Looking forward to that. All right, let's peek ahead to week four in the National Football League, and then we'll get back to week three. All right? Again, week four in the NFL. Thursday night football, and this is a good one. You got Detroit at Green Bay. I hate divisional games on a Thursday night. Terrible job by the NFL. But, again, it's an important game. You got Atlanta-Jacksonville. This is the best game on the card. Buffalo hosts Miami. Denver is at Chicago. How about that game? Denver at Chicago. They ought to call that game off. Roger Goodell ought to say we're canceling that game. Cleveland hosts Baltimore. Cincinnati's at Tennessee. Rams are at the Colts. Tampa travels to New Orleans. Philly hosts Washington. Minnesota's on the road to Carolina. Houston at home to Pittsburgh. Raiders and Chargers play down at SoFi. It will be a home game for the Raiders. New England is at Dallas. Niners home to Arizona. Sunday night football, Kansas City at the Jets. And then you have Monday night football, Seattle at the Giants. There you have it. All right. Let's get to uh, some phone calls. And we start with uh, Al. Al, how are you? I'm good, Nate. Can you hear me? Yep. Gotcha. Go ahead. So, so listen to this. If you're a fan of football and you live in Colorado, you had a rough weekend. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And Colorado, I didn't think they're that good. I said that. I didn't think they were that good. And uh, they, it was like, it was like Oregon was playing against a junior college team. Well, I think you have to look at the big picture. Like TCU, you know, you know, they're not. They were in the championship last year. Not, you know, this is a new year. They're ranked 17. You know, and but it was. I was kind of like, I'm not a Dion. He was a great player. I, I guess he's a good coach. I don't know for certain. He can certainly motivate his players and the and the younger players. You know, a lot of them are wearing his number. You know, they just and it, that's you know. But uh, just wanted to uh, ask you how you size up the games tonight, uh, particularly my Rams. Uh, going into Cincinnati, and they need to win, man, because that division, all three teams ahead of them are two and one. So to drop to 0 and 3, you know, do you think that's Well, you know, it it, it all depends to me on uh, the Bengals and their quarterback, you know, and so I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do, but I I would say, you know, him being active, okay, uh, if he's not able to play or play sparingly than Jake Browning, uh, comes in for him. But, I mean, I, I just can't believe that a guy with a calf strain is going to be able to play the whole game. So, to me, I mean, the the Bengals, to me, have not played well in the first two weeks. They lost a close game on Sunday to Baltimore, but Baltimore doesn't look that good. Uh, this is a big game. You're exactly right. This is a big game for both teams. Should be a close game. Yeah, I hope my Rams can, can do it. You know, they, they, uh, it'll be nice getting to two and one and then, but uh, I'm just thinking uh, Burrow's going to do his Willis Reed imitation and limp out, out of the tunnel onto the field. And, and But, you know, I think for me, 
you know, it's one thing, can you play? It's another thing, can you perform? And so that, that's that's where you got to. And then if he comes out, like you're saying, he and plays on a already, that's how Cup got kind of re-injured. He, he came back, you know, before the season started. He was supposedly uh, good to go. And then he hurt himself again. The Rams weren't going to mess around. They put him on IR. And, you know, that uh, they weren't going to mess around with him. So I'm hoping. Al, the, the Bengals aren't going to put uh, Joe Burrow on the field if he's not, if he can't play. They're not going to put him on the field if he can't be productive. So, I mean, they're, they're not stupid. They're, they're not going to do that. If they if they put him on the field and they see, gee, you know what, the guy's not going to be able to get the job done, they're going to take him out. They're, they're not going to have him play at 50%. Plus, you know, a calf injury is not like a lot of other injuries. So, you know, if that right. thing gets any worse, they're pulling him. There's just no way in the world. And you don't want to risk the rest of the season, you know, for, you know, it's the third week, you know, even if they lost, it's not done. They're not done. But how about the, uh, the Bucs? And uh, I think the Bucs have a shot against the Eagles. I'm not impressed with the Eagles so far. They just a, look different to me in their scheme on offense. Do you think, I think if May, Mayfield's playing with confidence and I think Tampa Bay, you know, they might be able to pull this one off. What do you think? I don't think so. I think Philadelphia is better on both sides of the football. I think they'll win this game. I think their offensive line will control uh, the play. Um, I'm not worried about Philadelphia not looking good in the first two games. Teams really uh, very often don't look good early in the season because nobody plays uh, during the preseason. And, you know, Tampa hasn't played anybody. They played Minnesota, who stinks. They haven't won a game. And they played the Bears, and they only won by 10 points. They're arguably the worst team in football. So, you know, I'd be very surprised, and I really mean this. I'll be very surprised if Tampa wins this game. All right, Al, I think I lost you, buddy, but thanks very much for the call. Great having you on. I do appreciate it. If you want to get in on the program, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do this. But, you know, again, the Bucks haven't played anybody, all right? They won by three against a bad Minnesota team, and they only won by 10 against a pathetic team in the Bears. All right, let's get to Ryan in Sacktown. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, bud? How you doing? I'm good. Good. Well, let's talk a little bit more about tonight's games. Um, Let's start with Cincinnati. Um, I think that they should be playing Browning right from the start. Burrow's injury to that calf is on his plant leg, which makes it almost nearly impossible with a strained calf to be playing comfortably and able to be effective throwing the ball. Um, with a bad plant leg. And the Bengals are banged up. T. Higgins has been banged up. They have not looked good. Uh, if I think the Rams have as good of a shot as any team coming off of the way that they've played the first two weeks of the season to beat them at home. I, I agree. I, I think the Rams have a, a bona fide, I think have a very good chance uh, to win this game because, you know, if Burrow has to come out, then we have a complete unknown. You know, Jake Browning's never played in the NFL during a regular season. He's never started a game before. You know, he's been a practice squad player. He's been, you know, he really surprised everybody by winning the backup job uh, to Burrow. So, you know, this would be a spot. I mean, you can't have a bigger spot than playing quarterback on Monday Night Football to make your, you know, your your NFL, you know, awakening, so to speak. So that is a big issue in this game. Let's make no mistake about it. 
Yeah, it's a huge issue. I mean, you'd like to see him get some snaps from the beginning to get in the flow of the game, rather be thrown in the game yep. as somebody that's never taken a snap in the regular season. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Rams, if they come out and they play conservative and they throw the ball quick, like they have been doing, I think it's going to be a fun one. And I, like you, I do not expect Bur. Well, I shouldn't say like you, I do not expect Burrow to finish this game. I, I'm not even sure Burrow makes it either. through the first half. And I hate these doubleheaders on Monday night. I mean, it's Awful. absurd. I mean, yeah. it's terrible. You know, you got a four o'clock game with Philadelphia and Tampa, and then you got Cincinnati and the Rams, and both on paper are good games. And yeah, you can watch both of them at the same time. But the point is, it's Monday Night Football. Stop with these doubleheaders. We had a doubleheader last week, and the doubleheader last week was awful. I mean, it was terrible. But at least this doubleheader looks good on paper. But still, it's uh, what, what's the what's the purpose of having a doubleheader on Monday Night Football? Doesn't make much sense. They only used to do it the first week of the season. Um, yep. You know, back yep. in the early two thousand or late two thousands tens. But uh, anyways, let's move on to game number two, Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay doesn't have a shot here. I think Tampa Bay completely has a shot. They have the second ranked run defense. The only thing the Eagles have shown so far this season is that they can run the ball. Um, And this game to me comes down to Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. And if they can get on the same page. Well, first of all, I didn't say they didn't have a shot. And and second of all, you should have the second ranked run defense when you play against a team in Minnesota that doesn't have a running back and a team like in Chicago and their prevent offense. You should have the second run. You should have the second rank run defense. Those stats don't mean anything to me. You played a passing team in week one against Minnesota without their their guy, Dalvin Cook, who's with the Jets. And then you played a pathetic Bears team. So you really should have a good run defense. I, I don't really look at stats too much in the first three or four weeks of a season. I don't really look at the numbers until we get into the season. The, the bottom line is if you take the Buccaneers roster and you take the Eagles roster and you put them on a piece of paper side by side, the Eagles are far superior on offense and defense. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win the game. I mean, we saw the Cowboys lose at Arizona yesterday, right? We saw yep. the Houston Texans, you know, eat up and destroy Jacksonville. So just because you got a better roster doesn't mean you're going to win. But this is Monday Night Football. This is an Eagles team that has not played well in the first two weeks, although they won both their games. I got to believe that they got their rust off of them and they're going to play well tonight. I'd be surprised if they don't play very well. And again, I'm not saying that they're going to, it's an automatic win. I picked them in our pick'em league, but uh, they're a, they're a better team than Tampa. They should win this game. Yeah. On paper, they're a better team. And yeah, on paper, they should win this game. But like you said, they have not looked good in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Tampa nope. may have not played great running teams, but all it takes is a little spark for a team like Tampa to believe. So you've got an Eagles team that's coming in, hasn't played well. This game, they're expected to dominate. They're a five and a half point favorite on the road to right. a two and zero team. And now you got the Bucks, who are starting to believe a little bit. They're two and zero, regardless of who yep. they played. They're coming home. Mayfield, yep. whether you like it or not, has played some decent football for the Buccaneers. And I, I, I just think that maybe the Bucks don't win, but I think they cover that five and a half line tonight. Uh, you know, I like the fact that Baker's making a comeback. I thought he played well last year towards the end of the season with the Rams, sure. and he got a shot. And- you know, he's making the most of it and good for him. And I'll tell you what else, you know, that ought to be an indication to all the other quarterbacks that are failing below him. He likes the Sam Darnold, who's a backup in San Francisco, even like a Zach Wilson, you know, a Trey Lance that, you know what, if you can get a change of scenery, maybe, maybe things get better for you and just keep persevering. And you never know. I mean, look at Geno Smith, right? I mean, there's yeah. not a better example in the league than Geno Smith. So, you know, these guys are good examples to the younger quarterbacks 
and I say younger, Baker's still relatively young, but the reality is, you know, your career is not over just because you fail at one spot. No, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> you listen to the pundits and you listen to the talking heads, they'd have you think that way, but there's plenty of examples as you laid out of players that as long as they can keep it between or keep it positive between the ears, they can, uh, you know, flourish again in a new spot. But it does bring up an interesting point about the quarterback position because I feel like the defensive lines and even bad offensive line to a bad offensive line play to a degree this season is really showing the directional change of the quarterback position. If you look at the quarterbacks right now that are being successful, whether it's their athleticism or their dual threat or it's their coach getting them out of the pocket. Those are the ones that are leading their teams down on successful drives. They're bringing in wins. The pocket passers, we're not seeing much from. I know Cousins has played well. Aaron Rodgers, injured in the first week. Um, Joe Burrow, injured. Granted, that was in preseason. It's just, it seems it's not really a pocket passer league anymore. No, it's not. You make a great point. It's really not. Quarterbacks got to be active. They got to be on the move. They got to be multidimensional course you know how i feel about that i mean quarterbacks that run get hurt and that's just the way it's going to be but you're right the game has changed considerably the last couple of years particularly uh, at the quarterback position and that's another reason why a lot of people think that bryce young can be successful despite being so short in stature because of the movement in the pocket and throwing on the run and those things so yeah the game's changed there's absolutely no doubt about it you're exactly right yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, I don't know. I, do you want to do an extra show to break down the uh, Bears and the Broncos this week? Yeah, I think we should do an extra show. Uh, that's going to take a long time to break down the strengths of these teams. I mean, yeah. there's so many, right? Seriously, you yeah. think anybody's going? You think anyone's going to score in this game? Oh my gosh, it might be the first zero-zero tie in the history of the NFL. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh wow! <laughs> Can I bet the double I, under? What's that? That's no score. You know, I, I was getting ready to say somebody's got to win, but that's not the case. They could end up in a 0-0 tie. You're right. It really could. Who knows? It might be the game of the week. You never know in this league. <laughs> you got that right. All right, man. All right, bud. I'll see you. Take care. Later. All right. Let's get Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. i got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by Ph.D. scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No 
questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. To uh, some more phone calls, and uh, we say hello to Patrick. Hey, Patrick, welcome to the show. Hey, Grant, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I just wanted to say the best call I've made, like, in a long time. I, um... I what's called I I ponied up yesterday. I actually got the NFL red zone because I don't want to be stuck watching the Jets uh, Patriots yesterday. Good for you. Yeah, the red zone's yeah. good channel. It's good. It's a it's good. It's a good way to watch the NFL. I mean, uh, it, it's it's been so popular and continues to be so popular. And for folks like you, they don't want to watch one game. If you have the red zone, you get a little bit of everything. Yeah, and you don't have to spend all that money for the uh, full Sunday ticket. You know. Yep. I, yep. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that before because Direct TV you had to get the whole package. Now well, that's right. Direct TV you only have to get the red zone. So that's right. Know. Yep. What is what does it cost for yeah. that? Um, only costs you fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's and, a good and job. you get a whole bunch of other like sports channels and stuff. So you know. So I was yeah. uh, I was like I was like debating and I said all eh, right I'm probably you know call fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's know? good. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that checking was a disaster yesterday, especially at the end. Oh boy! I mean, wow! Uh, I mean, good lord! The the Jets fans, uh, Zach Wilson's getting destroyed. I mean, he everyone's it, everyone's destroying this guy. I don't see how there's any way in the world he can continue to play quarterback with the Jets. They just can't. I, I don't see it. I don't know how they couldn't get a veteran backup for him. Let's you know. I mean, they had the chance during the offseason. They could have definitely gotten a a backup. I mean, at least like San Francisco, they cut bait. You know. With um, with Lance, they should have done yeah. the same thing with Wilson. It's all a pride thing, you know. Well, think about it. They got that. They got to play Kansas City coming up on Sunday night. I mean, that could get real, real, real ugly in a hurry. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, I just wanted to say one other thing about the game tonight. I know Tampa Bay. They haven't had a turnover yet. I know it's only two games, but. Uh, that would be the only thing I would say about Tampa Bay, but I, I think uh, Philly's still going to win anyway. I mean, being at home and you know Monday night and all that, you know. Well, I make a prediction they'll have at least two turnovers tonight against this Eagles defense. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, I'll hey, have Patrick. a good evening, Grant. Thank you. You too, buddy. Enjoy the game. Right. Take care. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. As we got a double header. Tampa got the opening kickoff, and uh, the game is two minutes in, in the opening quarter. And then, of course, the Rams and the Bengals. But again, if you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is raise your hand, and we'll do it. I'm not going to go that long today because of the football doubleheader, uh, but we'll go as long as we have people that want to talk. John, how are you, man? Can you hear me, Grant? Yes, John, I can hear you. All right, I just got a new little Bluetooth device. I wasn't sure it was working well. I thought I might have had a moment with it, but if you can hear me, I can hear you also right on. Yep, sounds good. 
All right. I'm going to turn it up a little. I can't hear you as well. But the one game that uh, didn't really didn't really get into yet was um, Notre Dame. Did you watch that or much of it? Or yeah, the I, end? I, I was uh, at my uh, buddy's 60th uh, birthday party on Saturday night, and I was following a game on my phone. I watched the first half on TV and followed the second half on my phone. Yeah, man. One heck of a game that was, like we talked yep. about last week, going, you know, we're just going to see how Notre Dame does against, you know, Ohio State, a perennial powerhouse, perennial quality team, top 10 all the time. If, you know, yep. almost, maybe not always 10, but always top 25 in the standings somewhere. What Notre Dame did against them, I was highly impressed with. However, the end of the game, the last two plays, I looked. And I'm the guy who said, I think there's not enough guys on that. I was watching with my wife. Yeah, they had 10 guys, guys on, on the there. field. And then the final play, I, I yep. said, look, I count 10. What? Something's going on. Timeout. Penalty. Anything. you got to get somebody else, especially when you're a yard out. That right there blew my mind. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't have a timeout, but uh, you're right. It's hard to believe that you can have only 10 guys on a field in the most uh, the two of the most important plays of your entire season. It's really hard to believe. Hey, that it absolutely blew me away. And, it, you know, at that time I was calling for the coach's head, but cooler heads prevail as I wait, wait around and see and hear his excuse, which was, wasn't a reason. It was an excuse, in my opinion. Well, you know, it could but be worse. It, it, could be a, it, it, it could be worse. You could be a Cowboys fan. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Hey. I'm talking to John. <laughs> oh, well, hey, you could root for the Raiders and think that their coach is great. So it could be even worse than <laughs> oh, that. Oh, my gosh. How embarrassing is that? Seriously. Not nearly as embarrassing as if you're in Colorado. Like I was it Al that started yep. out and said, I understand Colorado, you know, Buffaloes. Hey, I've got tons of respect for Dion. He's always done what he said or, or tried to do what he said, and he's still trying to do it. And to have three wins to open up, that is pretty freaking great, you know. And TCU obviously. They weren't. A, they're not a top team like they were last year. The previous. No, they're not even ranked right the now. Quarter. They're not even in the top twenty-five. Yeah, and it's and, no, no, they're not. And they only were on the opening weekend. That's because right. yep, every yep. season of every sport is a new year. You know, we have talked about this in every sport multiple times. A lot of us have here that are well, especially in college, every, because a lot of your players don't come back. So it's it's more true in college than it is in the NFL. Here's the bottom line: Deion Sanders has done a great job. Uh, with college football, the notoriety, the interest, the TV ratings, the fans in Boulder. He's been great. OK, but the media has lost their absolute minds in covering Colorado. It's been ridiculous. It's been absurd. And I point that out every week. You know, again, it's not Dion's fault. It's the media that's gone hog wild over all this crap. And, you know, I mean, I called out Dion after the first week. I thought his postgame press conference was very unprofessional, calling out Ed Werder you know, of ESPN and other reporters saying, hey, do you believe now? Why don't you believe? You know, it's not the media's job to believe. But the reality is they, they got beat badly on Saturday, and they're probably going to get beat badly this Saturday as they entertain USC. I agree wholly. And, you know, we did have this conversation three, it was three or four weeks ago after week one. It was a short conversation so, because it's not something that we've had a conversation about a lot everybody's talking about it. We don't need to talk about it. We got other little things we can talk about. When I said Denver more, or when I said Colorado sports, holy crap, what Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins did to that pathetic team 
blew me away. I knew Denver wasn't yep. good, but man, alive. I didn't know yep. they were I did not know they were that bad. And I understand the, the Dolphins are really good and they're partying down there in South Beach and everything. And it it was a pro one one hell of a party too for them. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know if you can play better than that. If you can, uh boy oh boy. Whoever this game coming up this Sunday is going to be a dandy. You got Miami at Buffalo. That's going to be the, that is going to be one heck of a game. Come on, Grant. You're not looking at the Denver and and Chicago matchup. That's no, going to be I'm, epic. I'm, yeah, I'm overlooking that game. I know that's hard to believe. Yeah, well, I, I'm uh, not going to be watching a lot of tape on that one afterwards either. I bet, but I'm going to be watching some of that just for the comedy. You take care, buddy. Have a good one. Do the same, Grant. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you Wednesday. Yep, look forward to it. All right, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand, and we will do it as we've got a doubleheader tonight. we got the games to talk about from yesterday and on Saturday as well. Ryan and I are going to be on Twitter Spaces tomorrow as the Kings open up uh, preseason training camp this week. So that is going to be tomorrow. We'll talk about that. That's going to be at 7 o'clock on Twitter spaces tomorrow. All right. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand uh, and we will do it. If you want to talk about the NFL or college, anything else, uh, happy to go that way. We got Patrick back with us. What's up, Patrick? Yeah. I meant to say, say one other thing. I, I, um, I didn't mind the double headers when they were like, you know, like the East coast and the West coast one. I just don't like them uh, being broadcast together. Yeah. They should not be run simultaneously. You're exactly right. Yeah. I just wanted to make that point. I forgot to tell you that anyway. <laughs> Thank you, man. All right. Appreciate it. No problem. It's very difficult to do, though, with the time difference. I mean, that that's the problem. The NFL is not going to start a game on the West Coast at, you know, 7 o'clock Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern. That's the problem. The NFL has got to have all their games in prime time. And they're not going to they're not going to do that. They should. But that's the problem. You know, that's the issue that they have. That's the issue. All right. Again, uh, if you want to get on before we wrap up the show, now is the time. Raise your hand uh, and we can do it. You know, if you're a fan of the Broncos, your season's over. If you're a fan of the Bears, your season is over. If you are a fan of the Vikings, your season's not over because you're playing a division that's not very good. But you're you're on the brink. You're absolutely on the brink. All right. There's no doubt about that. You are on the brink. No doubt. All right. Uh, no score in the uh, Philadelphia Tampa game. The uh, Eagles are going to go for a field goal here as they fail to convert on a fourth and two on a pass into the uh, end zone. So uh, they'll try to take a, a three nothing lead after uh, stopping the Bucks on their first series. All right. So. Again, Philly with a chance to score first in this game. Actually, they're going to keep the offense on the field, and it is fourth and two. Hurts out of the gun, calling signals, all right, as they go and they gamble early in this first quarter. Hurts give, and they are short. They are stopped. They did not make the first down. They give straight ahead, and it will be Tampa ball first and 10. That gamble did not pay off. You know, it's amazing how many coaches fail to put points on the board. I mean, it's unbelievable how many coaches fail to put three on the board. It, it happens every week, every game. I don't understand it. You're on the road. Put three on the board. Would you get some freaking momentum? 
Good Lord. All right, let's get to Waggus. Waggus, how are you today? Well, you know, yesterday watching some football, um, pretty sure you've already given your takes, but uh, wanted to kind of ask you about Yeah, and speak up a little bit, buddy. Yep, I wanted to ask you about last night's Sunday night game. Yep. uh, About Jimmy. Obviously, he made some two critical errors. Would you contribute that to him just all on him, or was it like he was just under pressure and and it is what it is, just trying to force things on? I put it on him first and foremost. Right. I put it on him first and foremost. And then, you know, I also blame the coach for, you know, I, I don't know how the coach walks into the locker room after kicking a field goal with 222 left in the fourth quarter, down by eight, when you have the ball uh, inside the 10-yard line. I, I don't understand. I really don't. I don't know how you can walk into the locker room after the game and and, and greet your players. I, I just That's one of the most bonehead, ridiculous calls that I've seen. And Josh McDaniels, to me, may have just lost the locker room after that game. Yeah, and, and not only that, like, like, okay, so they were moving the ball up and down the field just fine. Obviously, Adams was, you know, he was open pretty much every play. And uh, I, I guess last night, Chris Collins said this a lot. Um, is it because he hasn't developed chemistry with the other receivers or like what's going on there? Where, where he, I mean, he, no, he I don't buy that. No, they okay. had all the training camp. They had, and I know he was hurt in the OTAs and everything, but no, I don't, I don't, not at all. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I mean, these are professionals and you know, the, the reality is, I mean, Garoppolo ended up what uh, 28 of 44, but you can't throw three interceptions, right? Yeah. He threw four. I think it was 320 or 325, right? So, yeah. I mean, uh, Jacobs didn't really run the ball that well. He averaged, what, three yards, three yeah. and a half yards a carry. He didn't have a monster game. I'm looking up the numbers right now. 17 carries for 62 yards. I mean, Devontae Adams did his thing. 13 yeah. catches, 172 yards. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the, the reality is you turn the ball over like that, you're going to lose. Yeah, I just felt like they, they didn't get the running game going like they wanted to, and that no, they didn't one dimensional. Nope. And, and I don't believe the last interception. On, I mean, it is, but I don't. No, I don't I mean, at that point, you know, whatever. But it goes back to what you said: the offensive line, get the running game going, but then also Jacob missed some times too. But I just feel like they're right there. You know, if they if they can put something together, they can definitely. You've been saying it. that for twenty. You've been saying that for forty years that they're right there. The reality is they're not yeah. right there. You know, I'm sorry. They're not right there. By the way, they outgained the Steelers by 30 yards, but it was the turnovers. Yeah. You cannot turn the ball over like that. But I'm sorry, the Raiders are not right there. That's the problem. Uh, you think they're right there, but they're not right there. All right. They weren't right there last year either. I mean, they're not. They haven't been. They won two. I mean, they haven't won a playoff game in freaking decades. OK, they're not right there. Well, I mean, they give you moments, but I guess every team gives you moments. Yeah. Well, I guess not all teams. Main, main question is, yeah, is um, you're definitely blaming that more on the coaching instead of Garoppolo. Because everybody's killing Garoppolo today. No, I, I didn't say that. I didn't okay. say that. I'm just saying, okay. though, that decision by Josh McDaniels in the fourth quarter with 222 left is as bad as you'll see. And I think, Waggus, that yeah. the players, when he made that decision on the sideline, were going, you are kidding me. Like, I, I believe that he lost part of the locker room last night. I really believe that. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. And then getting, obviously, the other team that got absolutely destroyed, um, the Broncos. Now, I understand oh, Miami's boy. a great offensive team, but I feel like when you give up 70, the team's kind of quit. So, like, is it the team has quit because they don't believe in their leader, I guess, supposedly their QB leader, Russell Wilson, or, or is it just – you know, like, what is it there? Like, because, I mean, now 
Sean Payne's having the same issue. It was even worse than what it was last year. Yeah, I, that's a great question. I mean, they lost a close game in week one. Yeah. Uh, last week, they had a comeback against Washington. Wasn't really as close as it, it seemed because they had a Hail Mary uh, at the end of the game and then didn't make the two-point conversion. But, I mean, what happened yesterday is just there. there's no excuse. I mean, it's the NFL, a team that beats you by 50 points and put 70 on the board, that's a lack of effort. I mean, because the Broncos have some good players. It's not like they're mm-hmm. absolutely pathetic, but you lose by 50 points. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's that's beyond embarrassing. Yeah, just uh, obviously everybody's saying Sean Payne shouldn't have gone there. He should have Sean Payton. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Um, Sean Payne. Yeah, exactly. So, Payton. But, yeah. Pay- Payton. Payton, right? Yes. Payton. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. All right. It's okay. So how do you see that ending then in Denver? Uh, very poorly. I, I don't know why Sean Payton went there in the first place. Right. He didn't have a quarterback to me that he could work with. I thought he should have waited for more times, but that team looks to me like it's going to have to be taken apart and put back together. That's how bad they look. And, and they probably can't bench Wilson, right? Because sure they can. Well, I mean, Why they're not? paying him like 30 million a year. Right? Yeah. But you know what, if you can't win, then you bench a guy. I mean, the reality is it's a production-based league. And here's the other deal. If you don't have someone better than him, then no, you can't bench him. But if the players on the team see that the backup is outperforming the starter in practice, then, you know, you got to make that move. But I'm not saying that's the case. Um, but, yeah, you can bench him. Sure you can. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, and, and getting back to Giants, I I think they gave a good effort. I, I think that, that comeback in Arizona, uh, the effort that they gave, you know, yep. it's like um, – I think that I don't see them beating Philly or San Francisco because, no. you know, obviously they're just superior. But I do see them being a, I do see them being like a fourth, fifth, but best team in, in the NFC, you know, maybe in that four or five, exactly where they were last year. Yeah, I, I don't because their offensive line to me is not good enough. But they, here, here's the deal, Waggus. They yeah. have to win on Monday night against Seattle or their season's over because they still have to play uh, at Miami. They have to play Buffalo. They have to play Philly twice. Yeah. I mean, they have to win this game coming up Monday night a week from tonight against Seattle, or they're in deep, deep trouble. I thought the comeback against Arizona kind of saved their season, but now we're in another yes. situation again. Yep. Right? So I, I think you're right. Yeah, but, but but if they are able to pull one out in Seattle, I mean, that's two road wins. No, 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 um, the game's in New York. Oh, it's oh, it's in New York. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, still, I mean, a win is a win, right? I mean, you, you go Yeah, it doesn't matter where, absolutely, in the NFL – doesn't matter. That's exactly right. You got to go out and win. It doesn't matter whether you're at home or on the road or in London. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, thanks, Grant. Thank you. Well, I guess Waggish. good hearing from you, buddy. You take care. All right. All right. We're going to make this a, a rather fast show today because of the games. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your Monday. Don't forget Twitter spaces with Ryan and I tomorrow at seven o'clock. Looking forward to that. We'll have our Kings preseason preview as they start training camp this week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.